Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 245. You got your host, Ketter, here. I'm not even talking to the microphone. There we go. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, Brownie. It is uh, Wednesday night, April 6th. This will be released tomorrow morning. Uh, we're here to talk hockey and all sorts of shit. So, Brownie, how's everything going, buddy? Oh, all good, bud. Uh, a little bit of a roller coaster week for the Bees. We'll get into that a little later. Your Rangers charging up the charging up the standings. You, you know, they 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 lost some games that I think were winnable, but we'll get into same it with up. the Bruins. Yeah. Um, no, this is the best time of year, in my opinion, for the NHL. Ten to fifteen games left. Everybody's jockeying for positions. Some teams are starting to play the. Oh, should we maybe rest this guy? You know, and there's a lot going on. Every game matters for the most part. And now all the teams that are out of it get to try to play spoiler, which I love that. So, no, I, I would agree with that. Like, I think Buffalo is kind of starting to become that team. They, Detroit. they went here in the past. Uh, Detroit either gets killed by like 15 or they have a good game. Like, there's no in between there. Um, but yeah, we'll talk dude. about it later. But there was a team I watched twice this week, the Columbus Blue Jackets, that I never watch. Super impressive, really. Yeah, I was really like, wow, this would be a fun team to root for. Okay, all right, we, we can definitely get into that. But uh, yeah, we'll do our Mia Copas, NHL on the news. Um, are we talking WrestleMania? Uh, I think it's in the dump and change. All right, cool. All right, good shit. Um, uh, yeah, and we'll just kind of kind of get into shit. So, without further ado, let's kind of let's do Mia Copas. Hi. This is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpas with Ked and Brownie. Quick thing about Mia Culpa. I got an email from her. Stop. What'd she say? She's coming to Boston, and she asked me for some places to go check out that she thought that I like. Really? So I gave her a list of places like... The TD Garden? You should have Mia Culpa go watch a Bruins game and then come on the podcast and let us know. <laughs> I gave her uh, some restaurants and some historical stuff. I don't even know if she likes hockey, dude. And, uh, yeah, we uh, exchanged emails, so she seems nice enough. little email here and email there. I like that. But, uh, all right, hey, go for it, man. You're up. All right, so first off, we were talking about the St. Louis Arch when you were out in St. Louis. Yep. You can still go up to it, but there's no elevator, which I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> what? Yeah, I thought there was an elevator. It's 96 steps divided into six flights, and there is no seating or restrooms at the top of the arch, which they warn you all throughout. Like, there's no bathroom. There's no bathroom. So you can go up and look out. It's this curved dome with yeah. windows. Uh, so there was that. Um, not a heights guy. I don't think I do it. I would do it just to do it. Oh, so you're the Sky Dome in Toronto. Is that what it's called? No, the CN Tower. Sorry. Yeah, Sky Dome's in Tower. The CN Tower. Me and my wife were there years and years ago for a hockey tournament, and there's a glass floor. And I lost a bet in the bar the night before. I had to get down and do the worm on the glass floor. It was terrifying. Never would I do that. And then when people were standing, kids were running and jumping onto the glass. It was crazy. And you're but, just out there fucking flailing around doing yeah, the worm. Yeah, doing the worm. But when you go outside around the CN Tower, there's like a walkway, but it's all fenced in. And my wife crawled out on the fence. So all that was between her and 1,400 feet to the ground was a chain link fence nope. to take a picture. And she got in trouble. They came out and yelled at her. I'll say it's in the pictures hanging up in our somewhere upstairs. I'll, I'll send you a picture. Never right. would I ever. So anyway, so there's that. Uh, oh, so the Savannah Bananas. I heard from two of my buddies. They're like, yeah, you said the Savannah Bananas added a rule, but how about the other rules, ding dong? So they're quick. 
So this is a, a pretty unique take on baseball, and I'm not a big baseball guy, but I would watch this. So every inning, number one, every inning counts. The team that gets the most runs in an inning wins the inning, win the inning, get the point. So if you go up 10-1 in the first inning, at the end of it, it's only one nothing. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. There's a two-hour time limit. If the game is tied at the end of two hours, the teams go into a showdown, which is coming up in a later rule. Uh, you can't step out of the batter's box. If the batter steps out, it's a strike. There's no bunting allowed. If a batter bunts, they get tossed from the game. And on their website, it says bunting sucks. Uh, batters can steal first. If a pass ball or a wild pitch happens at any point in the at-bat, the batter can take off the first. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no walks allowed. If a pitcher throws a fourth ball, this one's the best. If a pitcher throws a fourth ball, the hitter will take off running while the catcher has to throw the ball around to every defensive player before it becomes a live ball. The hitter Including can the Oh yeah. The hitter can advance to as many bases as he can, but uh, before the ball becomes live, then they can play on him. The ball does not have to go to the catcher or the pitcher. So they basically got to work it around like pepper for <laughs> while that guy's running. Jeez. Okay. I thought that was a good one. So the one-on-one showdown tiebreaker, each team picks one pitcher and one hitter to face off. The defensive team only has the pitcher, catcher, and one fielder. If the hitter puts the ball in play, he has to score and make it home to get a point. If the ball is put in play, the pitcher and fielder are allowed to chase the ball, chase down the ball and throw it to the catcher for a play at the plate. If a pitcher strikes out the batter or gets him out before scoring, he doesn't get a point. If the batter walks, they put him on second, and the hitting team will bring another batter to the uh, to the plate. So, and then number eight, the last one is no mound visits are allowed at all. And then you know, then the new one was if a fan catches a ball, it's an out. That's kind of cool. I've seen some videos, dude. They do core in the pitcher's windup. They the entire pitcher yeah. and infield do choreographed dances and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty so wild. That's pretty cool. I like that one. Um, all right, so moving on. Uh, the GM of the Blackhawks that neither one of us could remember is Kyle Davidson. <laughs> Um, and so we talked about the numeric ladder that the pens did. Yep. You know, they scored every goal. So I went back and looked, I was bored. <laughs> and, uh, so the caps in 2000 and 2003 scored 11, but they didn't hit all the numbers. And the pens in 1991 scored 12, but they didn't hit all the numbers either. So therefore the penguins that recently did it are the only team in the history of the NHL, uh, uh, salary cap era or even a little before, modern era, I guess, the NHL, that have hit all those numbers in the numerical ladder. See, that'd be a sick tweet. You got to pop that off. You got to fire that off. Oh, yeah. So, all right. That'll, 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 that'll pick up steam, I think. That's a cool right. Uh And then the last thing, this is just uh, directed directly at Preston Jenks, Fink, and Disco, fantasy hockey. Listen, you guys want to talk on the group chat about all you want about fantasy hockey, but I have the microphone. And you don't. So fantasy hockey is the fucking worst. And you guys are all fucking losers. I love you, but fuck off. There you go. All right. All right. That was this week's Mia Culpa. I'm sure we'll have probably a dozen next week. Uh, NHL the news. NHL in the news time. Let's break it down. Brownie, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Jonathan Huberto becomes the first Florida Panther to record a 100-point season. He did it in a game. Florida was down to Toronto 5-1, and then they came back to win 7-6. Uh, Leafs going to leave 
I'm telling you what, man, if the Rangers get the Leafs in the playoffs, I'd be pretty happy about it. Yeah. Do you see Luchik, of course, chirped him? He does not miss a chance, man. No. I actually, speaking of Luchik, man, <clears throat> I fucked up. Uh, we'll talk about it later, the Ryan uh, Getzlav retiring. But uh, I was trying to think, like, if he's retiring because he doesn't wear a visor, who do you think the last person in the NHL is going to be that doesn't wear a visor? So, like, I off the top of the dome, I had, like, Reeves, Cassian. I had somebody else. And I was like, who else? Who else? Chara. And uh, Lucic, both of the Ben brothers. Uh, oh, that's right. There were, there were, like, a couple other ones. I forget who they were. But um, that's my Milan Lucic of the week. I should have remembered that. So. Man, out of them, who do you think? Oh, Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, Ryan. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he, that's right. He'll probably be the last one, I think. I yeah, think probably. he has the most game left. Yeah. Unless he hangs him up because he's he falls out of love with the game. Of it could happen. Uh, speaking of Toronto, Austin Matthews, not just 50th goal of the year on an empty nighter last week, and in doing so became just the fourth Maple Leaf all time. Uh, he also now leads the NHL in career goals by any player drafted in 2011 or later when he was drafted in 16. Uh, oh, take a shot at the other Maple Leafs. Fourth all time. All right. Matt Sundin. Nope. All right. Uh, Gilmore. Nope. I know, dude. This is a tough one. Any recent or are they all older? One uh, relatively. I could go either way on that. <coughs> I'm Your not, recent and my recent are different. I'm not. I'm not a big Toronto guy, so I want to know. Uh, so the um, the players that did it for Toronto, Ricky Vave. No, who I don't even know who that is. No. Uh, Gary Lehman. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Dave Anderchuk. Anderchuk. I wouldn't have thought he scored fifty. Holy shit! Oh, Anderchuk was deadly in front of that there. Okay. Hey, uh, one thing I I wanted to. You just when you said it reminded me I, I took a picture of this on my phone. So if if the Stanley Cup playoffs started today, it would be Rangers Leafs. Fingers you know crossed. That? Fingers crossed. Yeah, I listen. If it if it ends this way, this is the Eastern Conference first round match matchup. Carolina, Florida. That'd be great. Wow. <laughs> getting Bruins, rid of one of, getting rid of one of the contenders right away. Bruins caps, a lot of history there. Yeah. The Rangers Leafs we talked about, and then Lightning Pens. Those are four good series. The Lightning Pens is the only one that I want to really give a shit about. The other ones I would. Uh, in the Western, you got the Kings and the Blues. Wait, who are the Bruins playing? The Bruins are playing the Caps. If it if sorry see, today. See, it'd be perfect if the Bruins played the Lightning and the Caps played the Penguins. I think it'd be more oh, yeah, better yeah. for the yeah. But. Uh Kings, uh Kings, Blues. How about Maybe. the LA Kings, man? Yeah, right. You can't count them out. I mean, I'm kind of wrong on that one. Yeah. Uh, Oilers Wild. Talk about That's uh, a good different styles. That's um, a good Cassian fucking going Felino every night. Nashville, uh, Dallas. Woof. But, yeah, that's but that'll be perfect because when Dallas loses to Nashville, Fink will fucking go crazy. Fair. And then the best matchup of out of everything is Calgary, Colorado. That's if it ended today. There'd be a lot of good teams getting eliminated in the first round. Well, it makes it interesting how Daryl Sutter, remember a few weeks ago, he was like, whoever's playing Colorado, it's an eight-game extension of your season. No one's beating them. And that's just what he did when he was in L.A. because he it was the same kind of thing. He's building them up 
So they become the underdogs and it's all, he's like three-dimensional chess. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I mean, those are fucking really good matchups. What one would you watch the most outside the Bruins? Probably Rangers Leafs because I could full heartedly cheer for the Rangers. I would love that. I would, I would be that. on board, <laughs> and I would be watching. I'd I'd probably watch all the Eastern because it's a villain in every one. Yeah, pretty much, right? Right. I I I'd root for Florida, right? Because I, I I like the way they play. I'd root for the Bruins, obviously, the Rangers over the Leafs, and I'd have to root for the Pens over uh, Tampa. So. No, I would. Agree. And then that Calgary, Colorado. <laughs> oh boy, that'd be good. Um, my buddy sent me two hockey trivia questions today, so I'm just going to rattle them off really quick. Good. Both This is shout-out Greg Ronan. Uh, both seven and eight seeds made the 2010 Eastern Conference Final. Philadelphia and what team in their sixth appearance since 1982? Wait, say it again? Give me the – read it again. Both seven and eight seeds made the 2010 Eastern Conference Finals. Philadelphia and what team in their sixth appearance since 1982? 2010 Eastern Conference Final. It wasn't the Bruins because they got they nope. got knocked out the round prior. I don't. I have no Montreal Canadiens. Really? Yep. I would have guessed, guessed six, 15 other teams before them. And then the other one, the eight seed Kings made the 2010 Western Conference Finals. What franchise in their first ever appearance did they face? Arizona. Arizona Coyotes. Shout out Ryan Connor. Big Arizona. I'm the biggest Phoenix Suns fan, you know. All right, moving on. We are now going to oh more Toronto. You've uncovered a beef. So let's yep. So this was in the game, uh Bruins Toronto when the, the Maple Leafs pumped them. There was a lot between Tavares and Marchand. Yep. A lot, which is not historic. And uh I've uncovered the beef. It's all over cereal. They've both introduced cereal in the last month. Tavares introduced his, it's called Recipe 91. This is from the website. A unique blend of granola, blueberries, dark chocolate, and coconut. While Marshawn introduced. That sounds good, dude. Uh, I don't like coconut. Oh, I do. I'm a yeah. big coconut guy. Right. Marshawn introduced his own March, March Munch, which is sweetened cinnamon crunch toast squares. And uh, the cereal game clearly takes no prisoners because they were going at each other pretty hard. Both are for charity. And uh, I know Marshawn has eaten cereal out of the cup, but I'm pretty sure Johnny T has not. So. Yeah, they were kind of going. I wonder what that was about. I, I don't know. But, hey, this is just as good a reason as why they were arguing over anything. You're not wrong. Recipe 91. Both are to charity. Both are for charity. The proceeds. All right. Pittsburgh. Stick taps to Jeff Carter. He notches his career point number 800. Great player. Him and Mike Richards. Low-key, like, quietly. He's always been a good player. player in the league. Him and Richards got kicked out of Philadelphia. Remember yeah, that? drinking, right? And other things, yeah. We'll yeah, talk about that. Line. If you can remember, remind me after. We'll talk about it on the, offline. Was that the Poon line, right? Yeah, but there's, well, there's more. Sorry. There, yeah, but there's more to it. There's mm. a little bit more to it. But um, it's like Tyler Sagan and North Nathan Orton. Yep. Uh, last week, Sidney Crosby has officially recorded yet another point per game season to make it 17 in a row. Wayne Gretzky is the only other player to do 17 in a row. He did 19. This is for a point per game, so that means he'd have to do it for three more years. I don't see Sidney Crosby. Three more years. The next. Well, he's at 17, so he'd have to do 18, 19, 20 to break it. Oh, to break it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't – I mean, dude. Dude, he did it this year with, <laughs> what, 15 games left. He's already achieved it. How did – didn't he have a concussion, dude? Yeah, but – I well, I think he missed some time. I don't know if it was a concussion, but 
it, it doesn't if he if he plays five games and has five points in the season that counts. Okay, all right. You know what I mean, so he the most he can play is seventy games this year, and I think he's at like seventy six points. <coughs> Got it. All Something right, like okay. that. So I don't know. I don't know the the numbers like the length of the season and all that, but it's still this just shows you the all around player that he. I mean, say what you want about Sid, he's filthy. I agree. Um, speaking of not or filthy in a different way, dude. Fuck this was Mike, horrible, dude. Fuck Mike Yeo, dude. Yeah. Um, Keith Yandel's Iron Man streak came down to 900, 989 games played with a healthy stretch against Toronto. First time Yandel was in the lineup since uh, 2009. He was 11 games away from 1,000. 11. Uh, and the Flyers had 15 no, games left. He was 11 games away from 1,000 straight. He's already broken 1,000. Yeah. Okay, 1,000 yeah. okay. straight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike Yeo, we're at a point in the season where as an organization, it's important. We get some young players in. We have to have an eye on the future. The player inserted for Yandel was Ronnie Attard from Western uh, Michigan University. And he plays right D while Yandel plays left. So I just think the whole thing was bullshit. Bush League, man. This like, is like the Babcock thing. Who do you do that to? Mike Madonna. Yeah, right. Um. Oh, I would have loved to. He- that could be a good cameo. Reach out to Commodore and see what he thinks about this. It's it's uh, I just I don't get it, man. Like, <clears throat> if you're in a playoff spot and you're battling, and like he's not one of your best defensemen, okay. You're not making the you're not making the playoffs. Wait, are you, this and all right. So I was listening to some a bunch of different people with opinions on this. I don't know. I don't know. It's easy to say I would have done this or I would have done that, right? But I would have. I would think that if I had term on my contract, and Yando was my boy, and I was a defenseman, I would have gone into Yo's office and been like, "Yeah, tweak something. Can't go." Yeah. I mean, dude, this blows my mind. At the same time, I don't think this kid – I mean, this was his first game ever in the NHL. So, I don't know yeah, if he would for the kid. The kid's put in a shitty spot. Yeah. I just, you told me you couldn't have scratched another defenseman? That's what I'm saying. You couldn't have scratched a fourth-line winger and gone with 7D? Yeah. that No. I, and, I, really and, that. Uh, I was listening to a little bit of Spit and Chicklets, and, and Biz made a good point. So, Arizona um, – Bent over backwards for Phil, right? To keep his Iron Man streak yeah, alive. Yeah. And Philly handled this the complete opposite way. He was wondering if this will be ramifications down the line about free agents signing in Philly, uh, Philly or Arizona. I mean, I know Arizona's a gong show with the rank and everything, but everything being equal is like, you know, people are player, player coaches and stuff like that. Is this a player friendly organization? Or they just – you see what I mean? That whole – all that stuff. I mean, players talk. And the entire NHL saw what happened to Yandel, and he's, like, universally loved. I yeah. don't think you find anybody says anything bad about Yandel. Yeah. It's – uh, It sucks. It sucks for him because it's never – you can't fix it. Dude, and he handled that like such a pro. Oh, that, I, that's where everybody loves him. I would have fucking thrown the biggest fucking hissy fit. Probably oh, yeah, yeah. I would have lost my shit. I would have went right to them. Or I would have retired and, like, went somewhere else. Like fuck. In that. a way, I this won't happen, and he doesn't have to do that. Actually, I probably won't have went somewhere else because nobody's going to sign you. But I would have retired before I got scratched. I don't think, I don't think he'll do this, and I don't think he should do this. And I'm, I'm not trying to make this manifest this into something, but it would be kind of cool if Phil Kessel got to the same number, and then sat. Yeah. So Orlando a tied. I, mean, I don't know their relationship. You know, I don't. That's a lot to throw behind, dude. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to manifest that it sucks to put Phil Castle on the block because he's done his own thing, you know? Right. But it just sucks for Yandel. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fucking brutal. Um, Speaking of fucking brutal, Brendan Gallagher, uh, he went after Tim, Tim Stutel. Stutel? Yep. Stutel. Yep. Um, for diving, he was interviewed afterwards. He's a great player, but more than half the games we played against him, he lays on the ice and he's on the power play. If I was a team, I'd tell him to smarten up. I so, hold on, I got more here. I got the full quote here. Uh, when I was 10 years old, this is Gallagher. When I was 10 years old, our coach had a rule if you lay on the ice and the trainers, or if the coach had to come out on the ice to get you, you're too hurt to play the minimum of the next three shifts. He's a great player. I've played against him two, three years now. More than half the games we played against him, he's laid on the ice and is right back out there next shift. He lays on the ice. He acts like he's hurt. He sells the call. He's on the ice. The same power play. There's kids watching. We're role models. And if I was a teammate of his, I'd tell him to smarten up. It's just not a good look. Very talented player. Very good player. He needs to stop laying on the ice. It's embarrassing. Listen, I'm all in favor of Brendan Gallagher saying this, but buddy. Fix your own fucking house. The Montreal Canadiens might be the most diving motherfuckers on the planet. So, yeah. I mean, listen, Gallagher doesn't play that way. I'll give him that. He's a rap, but he doesn't dive. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if this does anything. Like, I wonder if the senders like bring him in the locker room, like, hey, he's kind of right. Or they're, oh, I just was, I I was about to look up and see if they're playing again. Oh, no. uh, Yeah. That's another thing. I don't know, man. Um, you don't really ever see a player call out another player like that. Like the NHL. I like kind of, that though. I do too. I definitely do too. But uh, yeah, something to. to uh, I'm pulling. I'm pulling up right now. Um, New Jersey. We kind of talked about this before the podcast. Jack Hughes is done for the season with a low grade MCL sprain of his left knee. Um, Oliver Wallstrom went to hit him. I think Hughes kind of went to avoid it. They go knee on knee. P.K. Subban comes out of nowhere and fucking beats the wheels off of Oliver Wallstrom. Uh, a lot of people are pissed about that. I I mean, dude, your best player goes on the ice. I would hope that somebody on my team would go after them clean or not. Uh, but, yeah. I, I agree with you on this whole thing. And like I said to you before we started recording, if there's any blame to be doled out in this, it's Jack Hughes. Take the hit. Yep. He tried to jump inside and they caught knees. I honestly, I know we have very differing of views of Wallstrom because uh, you see him play more than me, but I don't think he, it did, to me, it didn't look like, in my opinion, that he was trying to hit him knee on knee. I Most guys don't play that way. I think he's kind of a rat. I don't know if he Yeah, but I don't, I don't, a rat's one thing. I don't think he's trying to end the kid's career. <coughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, by the way, Montreal and Ottawa play again <laughs> April 23rd. I'm pretty sure Montreal plays the Rangers. Can actually, can you look that up really quick? The reason why I'm bringing this up is the last time the Rangers played the Canadians, uh, Brendan Gallagher like punched Barkley Gaudreau like in the face at the end of the game. They were only down a goal, like fucking absolute blatant cheap shot. And I've been waiting for the Rangers to play the Canadians again because I think oh, they play the, oh, the Canadians have a my gosh. So the Canadians play on the 19th. They play the Wild. The 21st they play the Flyers. The 23rd they play Ottawa. The next night they play the Bruins, and then three nights later they play the Rangers, and then they go down to the Panthers. So that Rangers game, that Rangers game is going to be must watch because Gaudreau and Gallagher. I think that's a national game. It's a Saturday afternoon, I think. Oh man, Gaudreau and Gallagher are going one hundred percent. If they're both in the lineup, that that's a that'll be a must watch. Um, Chicago, Jonathan Taves, six taps. 
uh, thousandth game uh, last week against Florida. They lost four nothing, uh, becoming the last of the dra- greatest draft class in NHL history to hit the mark. Um, but we yeah. talked about that a while back. He was the last one because he missed the whole year. I don't know if it's the greatest draft class in NHL history. Oh, I do, but sorry. well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's talk this out because I was going to bring this up a little bit later. That's what, a screenshot that I was taking. Who's, um, who's your draft class? 2003. All right, so you pull up yours, I'll pull up mine. I got mine. Let me know when you're ready for it. All right, NHL draft. All right. Ready for it? Yep, go ahead. Marc-Andre Fleury. Yep. Eric Eric Stahl. Yep. Nathan Horton. Nikolai Zherdev. Tomas Vanek. Milan Mikhailik. Ryan Suter. Braden Coburn. Dion Phaneuf. Andre Kitsitsin. Kitsitsin. Jeff Carter. Hugh Jessamine. Dustin Brown. Brent Seabrook, Robert Nielsen, Steve Bernier, Zach Parisi, Eric Fair, Ryan Getzlav, Brent Burns, Mark Stewart, Mark Antoine Pilat, Ryan Kessler, Mike Richards, Anthony Stewart, Brian Boyle, Jeff Tamblini, Corey Perry, Patrick Eves, and Sean Bell. You might have me. <laughs> That's a pretty good fucking draft, dude. You might have me. Is that just the first round? That wasn't that is, the first That's round. the first round. Wow. And that's actually the same year that I'm pretty sure Dustin Bufflin went in the third, and I think Patrice Bergeron did as well. Uh, Maybe not. That, I that, thought Bergeron was 2001. Let me look. That might be a Mia culpa. Well, if we're doing it right now, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you might have me there. 2003, he went 41st overall. Wow. All right, I got my years mixed up. My bad. I mean, that, that's a good fucking draft, no? Yeah. That is. Oh, later's in the rounds, by the way. Shea Weber, Corey Crawford, David Backus, Jimmy Howard, Clark MacArthur, Paul Bissett. Was I thinking of 2003 the whole time? And Stepnack, Mark Mathot, uh, Dustin Bufflin, Shane O'Brien, Matt Molson. Talk Hawk about, wait a minute. Talk Brian about Copa. I'm not sure that Taves is in 2001. I'm looking. I don't see him. I No, Jonathan Taves is younger than those guys. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Taves is in the 2001. I think I got this all wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of the World Cup team or something. Jonathan Taves was 2006. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not a bad draft either. Looking on it. You want me to read them to you? Yeah, Eric, sure. Eric, I mean, this was we don't have no, to this is, dude, this is, week. It's all this, here now. This is still pretty good though. Eric Johnson, Jordan Stahl, Jonathan Taves, Nicholas Backstrom, <coughs> Phil Kessel, Derek Broussard, Kyle Poso, Peter Mueller, James Shepard, Michael Frolik, Bernier, Little, Tulusti, Grabner. Uh, I don't know that guy or that guy. Trevor Lewis, Chris Stewart, uh, Claude Drew, Simeon Varlamov, Nick Felino. Wow. Those are all the names that you'll know. All right, so here's the 2001, which is – I definitely had this wrong, and Hal's probably laughing. Uh, Kovalchuk, Spezza – I'm just giving you the highlights. Steven Weiss, Miko Koivu, Mike Komisarek, uh, Rutu – who we got here? Dan Hambus, I thought was a pretty good player. Chuck Kobasu, I'm stretching on that. Uh, RJ Umberger. 2003 takes it, man. Oh, yeah, Colby Armstrong, Tim Gleason. I mean, it's still decent, but – 2003. And yeah. you want to know why 2003 sucks? It's because the Rangers were the only team that took a guy who didn't fucking do anything, man. And we're going to talk about Wait. him later, but he was the 13th overall pick in 2003. You know what? When you started reading the guys, I'm like, wait, isn't that the Bergeron draft that I'm thinking of? Yeah, I had my years mixed up. My bad. No, dude, you're good. I just, dude, the fucking people that the Rangers could have drafted after fucking Hugh Jessman is insane. But let's, anyway, Jonathan Tabe, shout out. 
uh, Premier Hockey Federation. Boston Pride wins their second consecutive. I think it's Isabel, but maybe Isabel. I think it's Isabel, yeah. Named after one of the first women to play hockey and the daughter of Lord Stanley. Full name is the – she's a lady. The lady, Isabel Gathorn Hardy Cup, when they beat the Connecticut Whale 4-2 last weekend. So, yep. Boston Pride. Yep. Shout out to them. <clears throat> We're going to stick with Boston. Uh, since 2011, the Bruins have accumulated 1,885 games played by NCAA free agents. It's the highest amount in the NHL. That blows my mind. Well, that's for all the people that listen to this podcast that like to rant and rave on Facebook that the Bruins need to draft more Canadians and not these college pussies. Well, there you go. There's there's some proof for your argument. I just – how are the Rangers not number one? Oh, because the Bruins, they got all those – they got all the teams right here, all, you know – Hockey East teams right here, and it's BC, BU, but it's NCAA free agents. It's not even people that like the Rangers, Kevin Hayes. Yeah, that's one guy, dude. Uh, Matt Gilroy, Jimmy VC. I don't know. I feel like the Rangers always get like those fucking NCAA free agents whenever there's like a premier one. Like they just got Bobby Trevino from uh, UMass. Did you see uh, the Bruins Paul called up this kid, Mark McLaughlin? Uh, first goal. Yeah, he scored his first goal tonight. So I play with a guy named Mark McLaughlin. And uh, so I, I texted him, I'm like, hey, good luck tonight in your debut. And then he, he goes, I'm going to score a brownie. You know, and I'm like, whatever, guy. And uh, the guy kid scored, of course. And he goes, didn't it look like me? I go, no, he wasn't trailing the play yelling, point, point, like you always do. So shout out to Mark. <laughs> did it look like me? Uh, the Bruins had a ceremony for Tuka Rask before the game in New Jersey. Um, he's an all-time Bruins leader in wins, 308. Postseason wins, 57. Games played, 564. Postseason games played, 104. He ranks third in NHL history in save percentage behind Dominic Koshik and Ken Dryden. That's insane. That's that's a well, stat yeah, I would never they're, they're tied, and he's you know technically second, but third. Yeah. And he is also one of 39 goals in league history to reach the 300-win benchmark. Hall of Famer. Uh, he had a cup, right? Yeah, well, he was the backup, but yeah. yeah. He's on it. Yeah, I would think so. With those which numbers. Is, which is know, bizarre, yeah. dude, because I never look at Tuka Rask like that. No offense. I just – I never saw Tuka and I was like elite goalie. Not that he was bad. I just never – I, I never style. had him in that echelon of like Lundqvist. It's, or it's like, the style. It's the style quick. of him. Yeah. That, I mean, that's impressive. One of the most polarizing athletes in Boston history. Fair enough. Uh, Columbus, you want to talk about him? Oh, yeah. So I, I got to watch two games. The Bruins had a home and home with the Blue Jackets. Um, and, man, they play a fun style. It's a two-man forecheck. It's aggressive penalty kill. They fight every puck battle up and down the ice. The Bruins beat them two games. But there was good, good hockey. And uh, uh, Wierenski, the defenseman, yep. holy shit, is that kid a fucking player. Really? Oh, my gosh, he can play. He is all over the ice. I want to say he's averaging like 24 minutes a game or something. He's dropping in on the weak side, scooting the net, and then back up to cover. Just a great player. Um, Bjorkstad is a little bit of a rat, but I kind of I kind of respected his game. He was going at Bergeron pretty good, which, I mean, you, you got to be careful with St. Patrice. But, you know, I still respect that. And then the only other thing is I remember Jacob Voracek being such a stud. Right. Mm-hmm. What a fucking crybaby this guy turned into. <laughs> he complained so Marshawn lit up um oh peak, yeah, that was a big peak. hit. Was it peak or peel? Yeah. Whatever. It was a clean hit, right? 
you know, the guy's a bigger guy. He was bent down. Marshawn didn't target the head. It was a clean hit. There was no penalty, no follow-up. <laughs> and if, listen, if anyone's going to get a supplementary fine, it's going to be Marshawn. Yeah. Clean hit. Voracek got so upset that he yelled at the refs and slammed his sticks and did, threw a tantrum. He got a 10-minute misconduct. So how's that helping, number one? Number two, you bring the game to overtime, and he's still so rattled because he's running around like the insane ginger that he is out there. He's so rattled in overtime, he coughed up the puck to Lindholm to feed DeBrus for the game winner. So have yourself a solid last period there. Oh, we'll get to DeBrus. Um, So, yeah, so anyway, so Columbus, man, (coughs) your team's not on. You're looking for a game. Columbus is a pretty fun team to watch. All right, so tune in. There you go. Uh, Edmondson Oilers. Connor McDavid notched his fifth 100-point season joining an elite group. <laughs> Jesus, man. His fifth 100-point season joining an elite group. Then they all have multiple 100-point seasons before the age of 26. Ked, you want to try to name these other five players? These you might have a better shot. Gretzky. Yep. Lemieux. Yep. Crosby. Nope. Oh. Messier? Nope. Three more. That's bizarre. Any newer ones? Probably not. No. How old? Like old, old? Uh, two are old, old. One's kind of old. Nah, I, I give up. Dale Howarchek had six, same yeah. as Lemieux. Bobby Orr and Brian Trottier each had five. Oh, man. Those were good guesses. Fuck. Okay. There, there you go. Um, I mean, he's fucking unreal. Yeah. Um, had a blog go out this week talking about how fucking good he was. So uh, definitely check that out. More Edmonton. In a game last week versus Arizona. Oh, this is wild. Vander Kane took four minors in seven minutes and 41 seconds. Unseated the previous title holder of John Bloom, who did an 848 for Boston in 88. Do you remember that game? I don't remember the game. I remember him, though. And it's not out of the realm of possibility at any means. Uh, Edmonton won the game 6-1, and Arizona didn't score when Kane was in the box. Here's a breakdown. Quinton Roughing in 1906, came out of the box at 106 of the third, then interference at 138, exit the box at 338, then tripping at 432, and he exits the box at 632, then tripping at 647. That's insane. The thing that the thing that stuck out to me, right, Edmonton won that game. Uh, I think it was against Arizona. Um, they ended up winning the game, but – you know, like when you take a penalty in beer league or, or even when you played college and you're like, fuck and you know, don't, don't, don't score, you know, please, yeah. don't, score, please don't score. But then depending on what the penalty is and who gets a penalty, the guys on the team are, um, you know, we got to kill this. We got to kill this. For right. Canada, right. So I, uh, I, I feel like the team is um, bought in with him. Yeah, I, I don't think I could have been. Off. I don't think I could have been any more wrong about that take. Yeah. No, there you go. I still can't believe that it hasn't imploded, but yeah, well, <laughs> playoffs is a pressure cooker. Fair enough. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes follow up on Ian Cole. I think uh, just being kind, being nice to people, it's something my parents instilled in me. In doing things for the other people, it's important. We're fortunate to have some small slice of celebrity being hockey players. If you can't make somebody's day, especially a kid's day, by just being kind, why wouldn't you? Why this wouldn't you? After he met with that Lorelai Moose. Cool guy. I'm an, I'm an Ian Cole guy now. And he's played yeah. the game fucking hard, dude. He always Man, has. I think he wears 28. It's my number. So whatever that is. But that's just going back to like the Bo Bennett interview. Like it, it's it's not hard to be kind. It's not. No, it isn't. It really you isn't. Know? 
Um, but that was pretty fucking cool. Arizona, this was awful. Uh, leading scorer, Clayton Keller, is out for the year. Surgery on his fractured leg. He went into the end boards. He's out four to six months. That was, did not look good, dude. No. <laughs> Which, hence the reason That's why. Like every him. nightmare is sliding into the boards. Yeah, seriously. Mika's advantage, I did it when he was on the Rangers and he broke his leg. I, I think people kind of forget about it. But I used to play Friday night hockey at this rink about a mile from the house, and there was one night we were playing, and a guy was at the far end of the rink from the Zamboni doors. And uh, going into the corner, and a buddy of mine lifted his stick, and he just fell. Feet first, both ankles. No. Broke both. <coughs> and we had to wait for the ambulance. We're, you know how it is, beer league. Like, everybody's a dickhead, and you just want to play. And we're like, can we just slide them off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucked. So shout out to that guy. <laughs> shout I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember his name, but we called him Blueberry because he's a big round guy and he wore blue. So. <laughs> shout out to Blueberry's ankles, man. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Nick Richie also suspended a game for slashing Kevin Shankirk. Stupid. Did you see that? Yeah, dude. George Paros, man. What a fucking hero, huh? <laughs> uh, all right. Rumors of a playoff cap been circulating. Insiders blaming on Kutrov and Tampa rubbing in everybody's face in it. That was uh, uh, American. Uh, was it American Freeman on Thirty Two Thoughts? That they were saying with the T-shirts and everything. It was just was. If you get away with something, get away with it. Don't rub people's face in it. Buffalo, uh, dude. The Rick Jenner rent night was sick. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> that was really cool. And did you see him walk on the ice with the players? And they like took a picture and shit. And all the players that came back for it and stuff. It was sold out. It yeah. was fucking that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um after the night he posted a meme of Jack Eichel's quote, I've never heard that place uh so loud with a picture of himself saying, Hold my beer kid. That happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. He did that. He I don't know if he did it or if he just retweeted it. It was but yeah. He had his fingerprints on it. Good I mean, I you. doubt I mean, you've seen me try to use fucking Instagram. I doubt he's trying to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's no way that guy, yeah, yeah, But, I mean, someone just told him what to do, but it's still, it was a pretty funny picture. Uh, Anaheim, speaking of legends retiring, Captain Ryan Getzlav, uh, he's hanging him up. Hell of a player. I think for sure a Hall of Famer. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, dude, it, like, it sucks that he played for Anaheim and not a big market team because he would have been. But if you everybody. hear him talk about his life in Anaheim, he has no regrets. No, I know. But, like, if he was on the East Coast, he would have been a fucking premier, premier. God, can you imagine if he played for the Bruins all these years? Jesus. Or somebody like that. Imagine him on the fucking Rangers. Yeah. That would have been fucking cool. You know what? He would have been a great flyer. Him, If him and Corey Perry were on the Flyers, can you imagine? Yeah. That would have been, yeah. So he is, uh, in my in my 100 players of all time, he's a top 30 guy in my list. I give you that. I went back and looked it up. He's pretty fucking, yeah, he's, he's a stud. Yep. Uh, speaking with Anaheim, this was wild. The Trevor Zegers thing. So, hell of a player. He's Michigan again. Like, he's fucking, I've been asking my buddies, here's one for you. Would you trade Lafreniere for Zegers if you're the Rangers? Because I think if you're the Ducks, you don't trade Zegers for Lafreniere. I don't think the Ducks would do it, but I don't see why the Rangers wouldn't. There's a lot of Rangers fans that are like, no way. He has the most five-on-five goals out of blah, 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 blah. Dude, he's not, he's not a fan. Although Lafreniere is, wasn't he killing penalties? I don't think so. Oh, I thought he was. All right. Um, Zegers has a superstar factor that I don't see in Lafreniere. No, I, I, you know, can you imagine Zegers and Panarin out there together? 
growing up, that was the he was the Rangers were his favorite team. Now, I mean, it's definitely still early with Lafreniere, but like, <clears throat> I think the thing that holds him back the most is his skating. I think he's a little slow. It's kind of the same with Capo. Like they were never like elite skaters. And you look at Trevor Zegers, dude. That kid fucking wheels. You look at Jack Hughes. That yeah, kid but also Trevor Zegers and, and uh, Jack Hughes also weigh about 125 pounds soaking wet. But they can skate. No, no, no. But I mean, you can make the argument that Lafreniere is gonna have a he's gonna hold up better over his career. I mean, look at Jack Hughes. That that was not a big hit that blew out his knee there. Well, it didn't blow out his knee. Sprained MCL, but still. I just I think Zegers is going to be sick. Anyway, oh, yeah, he does a Michigan late in the game. They're up five nothing. Uh, goalie covers the puck. Zegers pokes him. JB comes over, cross checks him. Troy Terry comes over to help him out. Well, no, first Cam Fowler came over. Okay, Cam Fowler came over, and then Wiseman yeah, grabbed him, and then <laughs> Troy Terry punched him. And then JB will beat his face in. Yep. Essentially, what happened? Yep. Um, during this. Uh, where the fuck is it? Oh, that was just the Zegers. So Zegers pretty much his quotes essentially was, you don't fucking pumble a 30 goal score in the NHL. All right. I guess I, that that's fair. Well, not, I don't know, man. Like he went in face to face with that guy. And it wasn't like Panarin jumping on somebody's back, trying to get somebody off of somebody. Like he came in like fucking guns blazing. Well, so, you see what like, Beagle says. Beagle didn't know it was him. Um, let's see here. Beagle uh, addressed the topic. A player takes a poke or goal in the crease, 5 nothing. So they lay a cross check on him, expect to get a penalty. It's going to happen. You obviously can't allow people to take a little poke at your goalie. It doesn't matter. 5 nothing. It's unacceptable. So that kind of starts everything. From there, obviously, a guy comes in. Second man ends up being Terry at the time. I obviously didn't know that was Terry. He comes in aggressively, grabs a hold of me. That's a fight. In my mind right there, he attacks me and goes after me. It's a fight. Uh, then after that, it is what it is. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I'm <laughs> on board with it. Um, there's a whole lot of controversy. You think he's donkey? I don't think he's donkey. The Tyson Nash thing. Uh, during this whole... Well, to be fair, I thought Tyson Nash was a donkey when he played, too. So Fair. Uh, during this whole thing, Tyson Nash, he's the Arizona broadcaster, says that's a problem with these young players. You want to embarrass guys? You want to scale it up? You better be prepared to get punched in the mouth. Um. All right. So, and you kind of mentioned it, and I, I'm kind of more going with that. As a broadcaster, you probably shouldn't say shit like that. Um, having said that this guy played in the NHL, his role was to stick up for people. I think he knows a little bit more about the game than all the people that are pretending like this is just like the worst thing that's ever happened in the entire league. Um, I think a lot of the players feel this way, but they don't come out because they're going to have the blue check Mark brigade going after him every two yeah. seconds. And their senses are cause you know, Oh, your feelings are hurt. You shouldn't be able to do that. Well, it's, it's the fucking game. Like, should or shouldn't, it's going to fucking happen. Like, that's hockey. Ryan Whitney came out and said something pretty much similar to that, that, like, hockey's a violent fucking sport, and these people need to chill the fuck out. And, like, well, you know, it's, it's Whitney, a, again, was in the NHL. These other people have never been in the NHL. Right. It's a violent sport played on emotion on a surface without out-of-bounds. It's it's so, it's insane. And I get what Zegers is saying. Zegers is sticking up for his teammate. Cool. Zegers yeah. might not feel that way. I, I but, told you, <laughs> before we started recording, I have no problem with any of this. I think that... um uh, what's the name? Tyson Nash. I think that was a stupid thing to say, but like I told you before, <laughs> as a Boston Bruins fan, I can't really say anything about an announcer saying idiotic things because homeboy Jack goes off the rails once a week. Yeah, and another thing, I bet you don't see Trevor Zegers reach for a fucking goalie's glove like that from now until the end of the year. Oh, I bet he does. I bet you he doesn't. After well, everything that just happened, the other part of it is that Carter Hutton didn't even react. He was like, whatever. I I don't I think. 
that that's like a fucking defining moment for a hockey player. Like, okay, my one of our best player got his face caved in because I decided to fucking go after a puck in a five nothing game. I don't think he does it again. The best scenario in my <coughs> mind is the next time they play, Zegras lights up Jay Beagle. It uh, won't happen, but that would be awesome. I have nothing wrong with what Jay Beagle did, though. No, like, neither do I. I'm just saying, keep it going. Um. Oh, I love the nasty hatred in hockey. <laughs> and a couple years ago, Chris Pronger was interviewed talking about the Michigan. He said, yeah, if anybody ever tried doing the Michigan when I was on the ice, I would fucking like pretty much chop their head off. Nobody said a fucking word. Now Tyson well, you Nass, remember that's when, when, when Zegers did the first one, the Michigan, when he tossed it to Milano. <clears throat> All the Miller dude took a fucking yeah. home run swing at Zegras. Yeah, and like, and then people are saying, "Well, then be better." Like, yeah, if everybody could be better, they would, but like, they're not. <laughs> like, so you're gonna I fuck. You. I have no problem with anything on the ice. I just think that that was an idiotic comment by Tyson Nash. I, I maybe it's an idiotic comment, but like, I don't, and I don't disagree with it. Like, if I'm a pitcher and somebody takes me fucking 500 dead center and he throws the bat all the way up in the air like the Eiffel Tower, goes back around, I'm hitting him next at bat. Every That's fine. That, that I have no problem. That's essentially that. what this is. If that yes, but the announcer isn't up there going, "Hey, if you're gonna pimp walk, the next one should be in your ear." I mean, I mean, I guess unless you have an announcer that just bleeds for your organization. Yeah, like you do. Yeah, like, right. like yeah, our radio yeah. does. Like, dude, I, I have, have no problem with anything. Can you that imagine what Jack Edwards would say during that? If, Holy shit, yeah. dude! Come on. I'm just trying to I can I can hear him going off the rails either way. Either way. Yeah. But like everybody, dude, the people that pretended like this was the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their entire lives are the people that's that just people. There's people that are chasing clout on <laughs> social media by being the wokest or the most Dude, uh, like Ray uh, Ferrar, Ray Ferrar being like, yeah, 1989 or something. Dude, Ray. No, he did. I didn't know that. Come on, Ray. Like, actually, Ray Ferraro was a bit of a rat. If I remember. a little bit. Yeah. I love his voice, and I think he has really like good insight when he calls games and shit. Like he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Where's Brian Boucher been? No idea. I think he's one of the best. I think Ferraro is really fucking good at what he does. No, but I like Boucher in between the benches, and I haven't seen him. I think I think Ferraro is just a way better version of Pierre. Yeah, like if, if if Pierre was a guy that people respected, he'd be Ray Ferraro. Isn't Pierre on a team now? Ottawa. Oh right, right, right. Oh dude, I for, is that on here? Yep. Okay, good. Um, that yeah, that's what we got there. Uh, the World Cup of Hockey. It's happening in 2024. It'll be cool, but there's no North America youngsters team or a team Europe. The teams will be made up of countries only. I like this better. Yeah, but why would you change it, dude? The Young Gun team was so fucking sick to watch. Probably because <laughs> of this Ter- Trevor Zegers incident. <laughs> I, I like, I, I get it. It'll be cool to see who makes the teams and shit. Like, I'll, I'll look forward to that. Does Chris Kreider make Team USA? Which is, away. which is insane to even be thinking about. Two years it. away, dude. I know, but like right now, does Chris Kreider right make now? Team? Right now, he probably would. Fifty goal score. If you had to pick Team USA right now, Kreider. I might have, that's me knocking on wood. What? Right, right, right. But Crider would do it if if the team if Team USA is being picked right now, I'd put Crider <laughs> on it, I would think. It'd be interesting. I think at the beginning of the year, nobody even thought about that. Should we do that as a combined blog for the over the next three days? Put our if oh, we're yeah. picking Team USA right now, Team USA, Team Canada. Okay. Yours or mine. I I don't hate it. It might take me more than three days, but I would like the deep dive. Well, we'll put it out for Monday. 
We'll do it over the weekend. We're both giving our our teams. Yeah, I'll send you mine because I'm going to be away working, but I'll send you mine, okay. and you can put them up. All right. Uh, maybe we can get a graphic made. Like, whose team would you pick? And a best of seven. Poll. My, yeah. my team's going to be all penalty killers and four checkers. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Matthews <laughs> might be the healthy scratch. <laughs> um, Ottawa, <clears throat> after a uh, team win last week, sends captain, he'd be on my uh, USA team. Uh, Brady Kachuk joined a street hockey game in his neighborhood with the hat trick kids. Uh, you remember the hat trick kids, right? Brady Kachuk's fucking cool, dude. I think I think he's like I think he's a meathead, but like I would love him to be the captain of my team. Yep. Um, and then phew, Eugene Melnick passed away uh, at sixty-two. This is this. I mean, Hal and I love this guy. This guy was a walking, just like everything that ever came out on him was hilarious. Like he was, just, he was just who he fucking was, and you almost got to respect it because you would think like, oh, maybe like a little bit of awareness, but like he was never like that. He would just, like there was this one thing where COVID was happening, and him and his family went out on like this fucking like giant like cruise thing, and like there was whole sorts of drama about it. He just who he was, who he was. Brady Kachuk said he was very thankful because without him, he wouldn't be able to live his hockey dream. Like. And I know he got a lot of a lot of shit in Ottawa over the last few years, but I think he will go down as the morning skates favorite NHL hockey. Every every player uh that talked about him talks about how great he was. Yeah. And that's what it boils down to. Like I just there were so there's so he came out, he had his own website. Mm-hmm. Like this like this he had he had like this website design that he was gonna write all these blogs, and I think he only ever wrote two, maybe three. <laughs> Like he just he was who he was. Uh but shout out to Eugene. Rest in peace. Uh and I know Hal also feels the same. He wanted me to say that. So uh Calgary, this is kind of a hit. Sean Monahan will undergo labrum surgery on his right hip. Out for the remainder of the regular season reports. Uh he'll be ready for training camp. This doesn't hinder him uh as he's already had surgery on the left hip. Dude, like a labrum. That sucks. He's that already was- he's already come back from it once. That sucks, though, dude. That's a, that's a fucking rehab and a half. Yep. Do you – so I realized that he was an alternate captain as the fourth-line center. I don't hate that. Was it? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but was he a fourth-line center because he's been hurt with this shit? Maybe. Maybe his game was – Dude, a torn labor, man, like that's fucking that's, – that's next level. That sucks. Yeah, Tuca, Bruce Cassidy went to him in the bubble with a torn labor instead of Swayman. But anyways – um. Can you think of other fourth liners wearing a letter? Is Felino on the fourth line? For the Bruins? Uh, or the Wild. Wild, I think he's on the second or third. But yeah, the Bruins, he's fourth <coughs> or third right now because of injuries. Um, he wore the A when they went back to Minnesota, but that's not a normal thing for him with the Bruins. I don't know. I don't think I can. No. Jay I just, Beagle? just popped into my head. Does Jay Beagle have an Anna jersey? Oh, in Arizona, he might. He might. Yeah, there you go. World goes round. All right, dump and change, man. Take it away, Brownie. All right, so WrestleMania. I did not get WrestleMania. Me and my brother could not coordinate our schedules, but uh, the one and only Johnny Knoxville, he beat Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. The match also featured Chris Pontius doing his party boy, you know, when he strips down and the music and he was rubbing all over Sami Zayn. Yeah. And we, man, did the – <laughs> slam of Sami Zayn, and they had a side by side meme or meme, GIF, GIF, whatever little movie. Yeah, and it was side by side with Hulk Hogan lifting uh, Andre the Giant. It's pretty cool. 
so I used to be a huge wrestling fan. Like he, to the point where like Hal would come over and it'd be Monday night and he'd be like, What are we watching? I'm like, Well, Raw's on, and I'd make Monday <laughs> night raw. Uh and I kind of fell off. And then I don't know what brought me back into it. Probably but me I, talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> on Monday, I watched Monday Night Raw for the first time. Oh, did you? Forever. Was it and good? It was it wasn't as good as what it used to be. It's definitely more mainstream type yeah. like like graphics and this and that like it's a little bit more politically uh, correct now a little bit I'm yeah yep. but like i mean it's still entertaining but i saw all those clips and i was like dude the pontius thing was hilarious we man picking him up fucking slamming him down the thing where johnny knoxville he like set up like little like uh it was kind of like saw except for with pranks you know what i'm talking about oh, yeah. there were like little stations where like i think he went through a table with like rat traps I think he got kicked in the nuts with this one thing, like just tons of shit. It was it was awesome. wild. I think he what I think he climbed the top rope and Johnny Knoxville pressed the button and like burned him. Like it was well, it was good. It was good shit. So uh, and, Logan Paul, I guess, did really well. Yep, Logan Paul, he did really good. The Miz fucking I can't believe we're talking wrestling. Let's move on, man. All right. So I just want to update you. I've seen both the Batman and Jackass Forever since our last podcast. You went are they both in theater? So I so my wife was sick, all good now. And when she got back, it was I was she was like, Listen, it's been you and the kid and the dog. Why don't you go smoke up and go see the Batman? So I did. <laughs> okay. All so right. I so I did. And then by the way, on a related note, I have found my strain. Did you go by yourself? Yep. Okay, so all right. I might have to do that. I might just go by myself and just so I found my strain, which is the it's that in insane in the membrane it's fantastic love it <laughs> so i went it was the ridiculously nice like bucket la lazy boys and the only downside is that there were four like 13 year olds three boys and a girl and they were all trying to impress the girl and i finally i i was like hey zip it a couple Stop of times it, oh, dude. No. you're that guy oh, i was pissed dude i want to see the batman shut up I actually this you want to talk about a hard out? What an asshole! I <laughs> Dude, I got up and moved over next to them and sat down, and I go, "I'm gonna sit here the rest of the fucking movie if you idiots don't shut up." And they apologized, got up, moved all the way down to the end of the row, and I moved back to my seat. They weren't my problem. You are that guy. Like, I was pissed. Oh my god, dude! I wasn't the only one yelling at them. There was a lot of people yelling at them. Yeah, but Brownie, fuck, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. It was a complete god. asshole. I move. I told my wife. She was like, You're <laughs> "Such a fucking loser." So let's move on to the next. Yeah. One, man. Uh, all right. So Will Smith resigned from the Film Academy, and he's having an in-person hearing. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, what do? So does he have to give the Oscar back? I don't understand. Minimum five games, right? In yeah, so he can't make five movies next year. That's just stupid. <laughs> uh, this, this is sad. This is the sad one. Fuck. Uh, so Bruce Willis. Uh, I'm here. I'm, here. I'm just grabbing a water. He's retiring from film due to I think it's pronounced aphasia. It's a language disorder that can affect a person's ability to speak, write, read, and understand language. Uh, it can be caused by stroke or a head injury. And it's just a horrible thing. Uh, I was going to put this in our our, star, our three stars, but what do you got off the dome for your top Bruce Willis roles? Bro, I was literally just Googling it because... Oh, He's made so many movies. So many. I mean, honestly, man, 
I love the Die Hard movies. I'm not a Die oh, Hard Christmas know? movie. I don't. I don't, me, I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but I think they're fucking great. The one with Samuel L. Jackson's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they one. They had a great vibe. He was also in the one where he. Uh, I see. He was like people. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy the Tulip, Jimmy Tulip. The whole nine yards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was in those movies, which were fucking really good. Sixth Sense, I think he'll always be remembered for. Uh, I mean, Sin City. See, I I liked <coughs> Pulp Fiction. I thought he was great. Tears I, of the Sun. I thought he was great in the old TV show Moonlighting, which was like his first thing. He was like the pad, the banter, and everything. And there's a movie that he gets ripped for, uh, called Hudson Hawk. It's him and Danny Aiello. It's the stupidest fucking movie on the planet, probably. But it is funny, dumb, and he does such a great job. And if you watch that movie, you can just see him and Danny Aiello had such a good time making it that I always liked it. He, the Fifth Element, another yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Was he not in Armageddon? Yeah, he's the main dude. Great fucking movie, like Bruce Willis, and he just seems like he's. Dude, I have a buddy that will argue with you that Armageddon is the perfect movie. I have had like long arguments with him over this. He's such a mush, but yeah, yeah, he argues that Armageddon is the perfect movie. The Aerosmith his name, and I want to give him the satisfaction. The Aerosmith song, just he breathe that song. Come on, man, panty fucking suit. That's what we got for dump and change. Yeah, that's it. All right, Rangers talk. Uh, we talked about Hugh Jessman a little bit earlier. I was going to highlight that. Braden Schneider beat the wheels off of uh, Sharon. I think we talked about that before we were recording. Yeah, I mean, he beat the wheels off of Sharon Govich. Again, yeah. clean hit. Yep. Baby Truba. That's what, the, that's what the boys in the locker room are calling him. Um, he's played like 32 games. Now all of a sudden people are realizing he's good looking. This kid's been good looking since the moment he was on the Rangers. Like he's, he's one of those like man rockets that they talk about. Like this guy's going to fucking clean up in New York city. Like, he, he saying, like he's one of these man rockets that they talk about. Like, no, I don't yeah. think so, but no, you know. dude, he's a, he's a good looking fucking kid. The Rangers haven't had this like good looking of a kid on their defense. Like Michael Delzato. That guy came in the league and I was like, holy shit. Uh, I dude, just the kid's unbelievable. He can join the rush when he needs to. Again, he doesn't do it all the time, but like Panarin finds him a lot. Um, and he just plays really good defensive hockey. And this hit, in my opinion, it's kind of looked like he's been playing safe ever since he got into the NHL. I don't think he wants to make a mistake. This and that. I knew that he threw big hits, and now that he threw his first one, I think you're gonna start seeing it a little bit more. Um, I knew well, imagine, that, like you said he's what 32 yeah. games in. Yeah. So there's a timing element and learning the league, learn what he can get away with to make the hit. Right. You see, and it also, I'm sure it depends on his partner because, and I'm, I'm not trying to hijack the ranges to talk about the Bruins, but McAvoy, you can see McAvoy taking more chances as he's paired with Lindholm as he was before. And that's only been like four games. Yeah. So they say that it takes the longest, the hardest position to learn in the NHL is defense. And this kid's really good at it. I yeah. think he's going to be a fucking absolute stallion of a hockey player for like years to come. This was the kid that like was in the talks for the Jack Eichel whole thing. And I was like, I don't know if I trade him. He's going to be good. The Rangers jumped up a couple spots to take him from New Jersey, which I fucking love that shit. 
And my first memory of Braden Schneider, it was the first game of World Juniors. I forget what team Canada was playing, but the first shift, he fucking destroyed somebody got kicked out of the game for head contact. And I was like, that's my fucking guy. Like, literally 20 seconds into the game, he gets kicked out of the game. And I was like, hey, uh, fuck you. briefly touched on Eichel, and we didn't have anything for Vegas, but Eichel's starting to find his groove there. I don't know if you saw that. He's a fucking – he'll be fine. He's Jack Eichel. Yeah. Yeah. Igor struggled over a little bit. Somebody, I think it was Hockey Statminer, posted this thing where it was the year that Hank won the Vesna and like how good he played throughout the course of the year. And now they have Igor's and they fucking crushed it up until March and March it kind of went down a little bit. But whatever fucking stats he was putting into that fucking spreadsheet, they're almost identical. Like in terms of just like how everything happens. So is he on pace for the same amount of starts as Lundquist used to do? I don't know if it's the same amount of starts. I think it's just kind of like overall gameplay. Again, I don't know what goes into it. He, yeah. See, this is the thing about charts. Like, this guy could have just fucking made this up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. for sure, this works. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Andrew Kopp has been a fucking stud. Ryan Strom just came back from injury. He uh, he scored in his first game back. They keep saying Capo Caco's, like, going to return somewhat soon. Bro, nobody has seen Capo in like two months. Like, I don't even know if this guy is in the States. Like, it's it's fucking crazy. Hopefully, he's over in Ukraine. I don't know what the fuck's happened. Hopefully, he fucking comes back and because the Rangers are going to fucking need him. Um, I'm trying to think what else. True, but I mean, they have the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award coming up here soon, and every year they do it, and it's dedicated to the player that, like, goes above and beyond for the Call of Duty. Oh, I, I have that coming up, too, for the Bruins. Go ahead. So Steve McDonald, he was a police officer in New York City. Uh, he got shot, and then he was in, like, a wheelchair, and they made this award for him. And he passed away a few years ago, but, like, it was always, like, the coolest Rangers. Like, Matt Zuccarello won it. Uh, Ryan Callahan, Cam Talbot won it the year Hank was out. All this shit. And I saw somebody tweet this the other day about who they would vote for, and they said Jacob Truba. And I don't think that they're – I mean, Kreider obviously is going to score almost 50 goals, which is huge, but, like, in terms is it a player of, who like outperforms what you're expected of him? It's no, it's just the guy who does all the little shit. Like the ultimate team guy is essentially like what it is. And in my opinion, man, good robot. I know. I think it's Jacob Truba, which is insane. Like, I, and it, talk about making me eat my own shit this year with Kreider and Truba when I was talking about how they were the worst contracts and the Rangers are going to regret them and all these things, right? Dude, Truba doesn't. I mean, Jacob Truba, when the Rangers are playing flat. There's only two guys on the team that really go out and do something. Ryan Lindgren will throw a fucking hit every once in a while, but Jacob Truba goes out and tries to kill somebody for like three shifts in a row. And then he'll hit somebody. And then the boys are like, okay, let's fucking go. Like Jacob Truba has been that guy throughout the entire course of the year. Do you think that traces back to the acquisition of Reeves? Everybody's playing a little Um, bit. Maybe a little bit, but I also think just having a full year in New York under his belt was, it's an adjustment compared to what he said. But I mean, I can't believe I'm even fucking saying this, but Truba's been, he has been just, he's been lights out this year. I mean, obviously he's made mistakes and shit, but like, dude, that guy competes every single fucking night and you can't take that away from you. There's never a moment where you're like, oh, Truba's being lazy. Like he might fuck up because like somebody beats him wide or whatever, but like he fucking battles the moment he's on the ice, the moment he gets off. So it's all you can ask for really. Yeah. So whoever tweeted that out, that was a good point. Um, we talked about this eager sloth on the air thing earlier. I, I wanted to bring up, I think that's kind of what I got for the Rangers. They have, they have some fucking good games coming up. They have the penguins. They have the hurricanes They have the penguins tomorrow night. I think the hurricanes they have next week. It It's, it's going to be fucking fun as long as they win. Yeah, right. Right. 
Uh, so the Bruins talk about up and down week. They went four and two, losing to Toronto and Detroit, while they beat Columbus twice, New Jersey, and the New York Islanders. The effort has not been consistent, and the puck management, dude, has been horrific in some of these games. This, 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 they've given up 20, I think it's 24 goals in the last minute of a period this year, which is, I don't understand. Like, I know they don't scrimmage in practice, but like if I, like as a high school coach, I would be scrimmaging and playing 25 minute periods. You know what I mean? It's just like the concentration or they let up. I don't, it's weird. Uh, so <laughs> DeBrus scored two the other night and my buddy Keith, who I went to the Bruins game with when we were doing the videos. So we spent the three hours bitching at DeBrusque about how he glides and how he does the flybys. When he scores the second goal, I get a text from him and Keith goes, I guess DeBrus hurt us at that game, huh? And I'm like, yep, we can take all the credit. <laughs> so what DeBrusque has done, and I've said this all along, I don't have an issue with his game. I have an issue with his effort. And that's always been – I've been consistent on that. If he would stop the flybys, if he would stop the golf swings to try to clear the puck and skate hard and play the position, he'd be good. And that's what he's doing. And he's finally just – I don't know if it clicked – or maybe someone sat him down and was like, listen, Jake, if you want to go to a good team, you're going to need to perform. <clears throat> He's out there with Bergeron and Marchand. He looks in place. He was laying some big hits over this last week. You know, but. I'm just, I'm having trouble focusing with you backpedaling over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have said all along, I just need the effort. I just need the effort. So he's given the yeah. effort, and and, and, and we should, we should have like a Kent and Brownie mad meter of how mad and happy you are with the bros throughout the course of the season. <laughs> yeah. Fucking go on, holy you ever, shit! You ever what? No, are you an office guy? Yeah. Do you remember when Stanley had the heart attack and I gave him the monitor, and every time Michael came over, it was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's me watching the bros. Um. Uh. So so now with uh, Josh Brown, who made his debut the other night. Uh, and what a debut! First shift, he he fought. I don't even remember who he fought, uh, but then he got hurt and he had to leave the game. But he's back in. So Cassie's been juggling the line pair, the defensive pairings. I'm sorry. And this, they, the Riley Clifton duo, or the Riley Forbert has not been good. It was rough. So Riley went from playing with Charlie McAvoy to being healthy scratched with the acquisition of Lindholm, who also got hurt. So they're mixing and matching all these guys. I got to be honest with you. I would like to see Riley go with Grizzlick and maybe you put Carlo on the third pair for a game. Carlo just scored a game the other night. He doesn't play physical. He's a big guy and everybody's on him, but I just would like to see a little bit of calm. Just to test you know, it out. Yeah, just to try it while we have some time. Uh, so Frederick got hurt against Columbus with an upper body injury. Pasta got hurt with a core injury, and Lindholm is day by day, day to day with a lower body against uh, Detroit. Although a report I saw tonight was that Lindholm walked by uh, one of the reporters, no noticeable limp, no cast or anything, so he should be good to go day by day. They do have a tough stretch coming up. They have Tampa Bay Friday, and then Washington, St. Louis, Ottawa, Pittsburgh. So that's a murderous row there yeah man because even when you get to ottawa like we talked about the teams that are trying to spoil their other yeah. teams, like chances and shit like that's a stretch that'll yeah. be interesting yeah. to see how they play yeah so you know all good I'm, I'm listen i'm happy with them they're i mean they're i think they're up 
like eight points on Washington with a game in hand on the wild card. So I'm not too concerned. They're in the playoffs. And that's all I care about. Just get in. Just get in, and then it's anybody's yep. game. And then see what happens. So there you go. Beer League Roundup. Uh, mm. So I uh, – Wait, wait. Let me go first. Mine's going to be a lot faster. Okay. Playoff starts Sunday. Woo! Let me let me this past Sunday. Let me let me paint the picture. Playoff starts Sunday. Best of three series. Six ten puck drop. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Everybody's bringing family. Family's going. Kids are going. One guy's grandkids are going. The barn is packed. Unreal. Awesome, right? Yeah, it's a no drinking parking lot, so everyone's right out of there afterwards. I'm like, oh, I'll be home by quarter yeah, eight. That's perfect. Right? No refs, no scorekeeper, no game. What? Yep. No refs, no scorekeeper, no game. Oh my god! The entire playoff oh. series gets pushed back a week. Oh my god! So the first game instead of this past Sunday is now this coming Sunday. That's a joke. Yep. So. There you go. That's unfortunate. All right, talk about your beer. <laughs> no, I just I haven't played hockey since Nashville, and I skated with the EC Mayhem guys. Uh, What's EC Mayhem? I don't know what it stands for. It's just East like Coast? A, must be East Coast. I have no idea. Just it, it's this group of guys that skate out of the Schenectady rink every year. You know, they have a team or something, or no, 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 no. no. It's oh, just it's like a group of buddies. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but every year they have a league, and in their what league, the logos look like EC Mayhem. Is it a good logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do they do really good shit over there. Um, and every year they have a league and like how did are your leagues drafted or like you just join a team because you know your buddies? You can do it either way. So like they do a legitimate player draft where they have a cat. Yeah, I, I was in a league like that in South Carolina. And that's the only thing that's kind of stopped me from playing there because I don't know all the people. I only really know like the better players. You know what I mean? So like I don't know. I don't know how it would be if I was on a team with nobody I know. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, beat them. It, yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I'm I'm thinking about doing it next year. Um, but they skate every Tuesday and Thursday, and I went down there. With my buddy Sammy Hart, shout out to him. He played in a couple of tournaments with me. Great kid. Uh, only human being I know that's ever been to Antarctica. Kind of a cool fact. I know someone's been to Antarctica. He, I mean, he uh, he's in the I think he's in the Navy. So every year they go down there for a few months. He's a shellback. Oh. Uh, a shellback is a navy. Oh, I might be wrong, but it's a navy or sailor that has crossed the equator. Oh, I I don't know. He he. I know he works on planes. Yeah, but Antarctica's um, south, right? Yes. Depending on what direction from you here, want to go from here, it's south. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. Ask him if he's a shellback next time you talk to him. Great hockey player, but um, I haven't skated since Nashville, so. And I don't know if I was like falling out of love with the game. Like there were, you remember a couple like podcasts ago, we had a game and I didn't go because there were too many guys and shit like yeah. that. I never would have done that in my past. So I go down there, I skate with everybody. It's a dude. It is like the fucking. It's awesome. Like nobody's an asshole. People can make passes. You can kind of dick around a little bit if you want. The goalies are good. It, it, I had such a great time. They play three twenty-seven minute periods. No refs. They just kind of oh. split the teams up. And you just kind of get in the middle. Yeah. And you just, yeah. you just keep, uh, you, like, they keep score after every period. So we ended up tying. I think it was like 11 to 11. Um, but the, dude, it was fun. It was sick. The goalie had a GoPro and I fucking ripped shelf on him short side. So I'm going to see if I can get that video. 
Uh, but it was, uh, dude, it was just, it felt great to be. I also think the fact that I don't have to type in anything in my GPS, I know how to get to a rink without fucking doing that. It's a huge yeah. thing for me. Just it, dude, it feels good being home. Like yeah. it's insane. I have a routine now, dude. I've, I wake up in the morning at like six 45, get to the gym at seven 30, get home at eight 30 shower, three eggs on a low carb, like fucking like wrap thing. Make it like a taco start work from, uh, 9 30 to 6 but sometimes it get done early depending on like what my day is like and then after work either watch the rangers when the weather's gonna get nice i'm gonna go to spac i hang out with my dog all day and work from home like it's, it's fucking uh spac is a saratoga performing arts center it is in the middle of a park and it's like the amphitheater where like all the oh, nice. are. it's a giant park but they have this one trail that's uh paved for like bicycles and i just rollerblade it and it's fucking sick dude i bring my speaker Maybe a little bit of weed, and you just get after it and you, you do whatever the f- dude. It's so much fun. So, if you if you go into a dispensary in Zane in the membrane, that's yeah, right. <laughs> I also, um, I send it to you, but you probably get in trouble. I want to give my uh, my AE a shout out. His name's Rain. He grew up playing hockey. Um, he's in St. Louis, and him and his buddy started a floor hockey league, not like roller skating where they run around. Yeah. So, they rented out a rink, they have 10 games. I think it's like $95 a person. Sunday nights from like six to whenever. So when he's not playing, he reps and this league has like 80 people in it and they have like a ton of people and they fucking get after it and they have a great time. I forget the fucking name of the league. I'll have to ask so him. About it. it must be concrete then, right? I think so. Yeah. So he just organized this with his buddies. They just fucking, they, dude, it's fucking sick. So, um, just wanted to mention that. So that's, oh, that's if he wants to sponsor our podcast, tell him to reach out. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and dude, like I would totally do that, but we don't have like any rinks that have concrete or like any sort of floor that you can do that. Well, it's concrete under the ice. Yeah, but like the Saratoga is run by the city and the lady who runs the Oh, you told me about that. Yeah. The yeah. worst. So it's not gonna happen here. It's I don't I don't know. But, you know what low key that is good for hockey outside is tennis courts. Yeah, dude. I, actually, now that you're bringing up tennis, I just love playing tennis. I try to. I only play a couple times during the summer, but if I had somebody to play with regularly, I'd go every day. What a work! Good, yeah. Good also, signed up Keds Keds for the Coed Softball League this year. That's on Wednesdays, and I might be playing on a Thursday nineteen too. So, softball season's coming up, dude. I'm pumped. It's revenge body season. I'm already dropping fucking weights from the gym, dude. I'm eating good. I'm saving a ton of money. Uh, going to Vegas for a bachelor party. Which nice. Is fucking unreal. That's coming up in July. Move into my apartment in June. Things are starting to look up a little bit. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Barely cocky. All right. <laughs> Dom Moore's fucking heroes and zeros, bud. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right. Here we go. Dom Moore's heroes and zeros. Uh, mine's really quick. My hero, hockey, being home. Love that shit. And my zero, all those people that were fucking upset about Jay Beagle. There you go. All right, my zero, besides the aforementioned uh, fantasy hockey players that write for the morning skate, is um, Nesson and the Bruins. So the Bruins have a thing called the Seventh Player Award, mm-hmm. which is much like your award that you were talking about before. This is for the player that exceeds expectations. Okay. Like when Tyler Sagan won it, Brad Marchand had like the world-class chirp. He goes, he won the seventh player. I guess you don't expect a lot over a second overall pick. You know, it was like, a, it was yeah. a great chirp because it's, it's, it turns into a popularity contest. So in my mind, Eric Halla is very deserving of this award. 
He's putting together his best season since he was in Vegas. He's been up and down the lineup, does whatever they want. I went on Nesson.com to vote for it. He's not eligible. How? They don't even have his name. It's like cherry pick 10 guys. Really? Like Bergeron's on not on there, which I get, but put the whole fucking roster on. Is DeBrusque on there? I don't remember. But it's gonna be Swayman and he's deserving of it too, because he came out of nowhere, kinda. But in my mind, it should be Eric Hall. But anyway, so that's my that's my zero. Okay. My hero. This is the one I've been looking forward to all podcast. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Uh FDNY firefighter John O'Halloran is retiring after 31 years as the senior man for Engine 79, Ladder 37, Battalion 27. And to give a hero send-off on his last tour, Marc Messier stopped by the firehouse to hang out with him and wish him well. That's so my hero cool. is the firefighter and Messier for doing that. That's fucking sick. Yeah. I was going to put it in the in the stuff as a Rangers bit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save that one for a hero. That's cool, man. I love yeah. little shit like that. And it was a great picture of him and Messier just kind of shooting the shit uh, and standing in front of one of the trucks. That's cool. Yeah. That's above so Shout out to John O'Halloran and shout out to Messier for taking the time to do that. You need to do that. Just like Ian Cole said, it doesn't take a lot to be nice. It's a fucking moose, man. Yeah. So a hockey player. There you go. Um, all right, that was Dominic Moore's now last segment, three seconds. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. And you almost made it all the way through. I'm a fucking, I'm pathetic. Uh, three stars of the week. So this week, dude, oh, my God. Figuring out what the three stars was today was insane. Uh, it took upwards of 14 text messages to finally yeah. figure this shit out. Uh, <laughs> you know these, funny? Were, these were throwbacks to yeah, the previous podcast. You know what's funny is when we first started doing three stars, we would only pick one thing and we do three stars. And ever since you've, you've come on, it's now progressed into like, like 12 <laughs> stars. <laughs> you know why? Because there are so many like things that I'm trying to tie it in with the previous podcast. It's fucking wide, dude. It fucking makes me laugh every week. So you're like, we need a three stars. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know why you're telling me. You know I can't do this. Like, I'm not good at it. And then I'm like, what do you think? And I get one text message. I'm like, yeah, cool. And then I get another text message. I'm like, all right. And then boom, boom. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is this week's three stars? But this week we have four three stars. So no, we don't. Yes, we do. We have three. three. We have three. We have nine stars. I we love it. It's, 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 it's one and Two A and B. It doesn't work that way though. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but keep going. I fucking love it. So which one do you want to do first? Up to you, man. I wrote I wrote them down. All right, let's do the let's do the quote first. Okay, that's not hockey. So the the my idea three stars. I like to keep. It's almost like you know, like when you watch a sitcom, like like The Office, right? They're standalone episodes, and then they're episodes that tie into each other. Okay. Right. Right, right, right. So I like to tie into stuff that we already talked about. It's like callbacks or throwbacks. Yes. So last week we talked about, and this makes, what if someone's listening right now and they're like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe I should go back to the previous episode and listen to that. So I'm not hating on this. No, no, I no. I know, I know. I'm just explaining my mindset. <laughs> I fucking love it. So we talked last week about Chara and Milbury. 
the yep. quote, the famous shower quote. And if you want to know the quote is, go back and listen to last week's episode of the morning day. So we said, what are your top three quotes? <laughs> and that's, so that's this part of the stars. So, <laughs> it's the first three stars. Yeah. So this can be from any walk of life. And I, we open the show with, do you believe in miracles by Al Michaels, which is one of the all time quotes. I mean, that's, that's top tier. That's Mount Rushmore level. It is. But now so I, I said, so I, of course, I immediately get rattled off like 15 fucking movie ones. And I really want to go through these and see if you can get all the movies from these without me just saying the quote, because I think you can. Um, but then when you, when I was trying to explain to you what I meant by a quote or a line, whatever. And I said, and then I, there were some other ones I thought of too, but anyways, it was so, a wild text exchange. Yes, it was. From two people that have a lot of ridiculous text exchanges. This was right up there. I have, I have a honorable mention. Fire away, buddy. Um, all right. What one should I honorable mention? Let's do clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. I knew you were going to put that one in. This is right from Friday night lights. I yep. think, uh, I mean, that show's fucking unbelievable. 11 11 make a wish. Um, that shows, I don't know, man. Just clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, baby. You know what I'm saying? You, you gotta yep. love yourself to fucking get after it. And clear eyes, you gotta be fucking, you have to under, wow, this is unraveling. Just okay, so that's my honorable mention. My uh, my third star. Have you ever seen the show Eastbound and Down? Yeah, Kenny Powers. Have you ever seen the um, the blooper reels? With like Will Ferrell with Ashley Schaefer at BMW. Yeah, probably. The one where he's talking about how he like had sex with his wife Donna. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I'll have to send you the video. If you guys get a chance, search Ashley Schaefer BMW uh, Eastbound Down quotes. But he, he (laughs) it's a really short quote, and I say it all the time. Feel it deep in my plums. He always said, oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Dude, that little fucking that little thing right there. That would that would be my third star because it makes All me right. laugh every fucking time, dude. I'm gonna do my honorable mentions at the end because there's a lot of them, and I want to just see if you. I want to see if you can get them. All. Okay, I'm probably not gonna be able to. But well, look. there's there's. I'm gonna give you. <laughs> I'm gonna give you honorable mentions before and after. Is what I saying. have actually one more honorable mention. Go ahead. Tommy sold half a million brake pads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy there you go. Love that. There you go. So here's my my. These are these are ones that when I was waiting for you, these just popped into my head. I just think they're great. They're all from TV. Okay, that's what she said. Uh, my yeah, obviously yeah. yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then we were talking about wrestling. If you smell, I just oh, think yeah. that's yeah, right. The rock is cooking. Right. And then hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Just, and then the, you can hear the music playing in your head. Yeah. So anyways, I right, get those out of the way. All right, so my number three, you're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat. Fuck, I know what that is. You're going to need a bigger boat. What is that from? What is it from, dude? Fuck. You want me to say? Yeah. Jaws. Yep, I should have fucking known that. Everybody gets it wrong and says, we're going to need a bigger boat, but the actual quote is, you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I mean, that. Dude, it's all right. I don't know how to even guess that. Um, all right. My second quote. I say this all the time now. It's Letter Kenny. It's the Canadian Goose. Don't even uh, think about Letter Kenny. It's a Canadian Goose fucking episode where they want him off the golf course. 
And essentially, Wayne just fucking lets this guy have it. And then at the end, he goes, I suggest you let that one marinate. And I say that shit all the goddamn time. You know I have that shirt, right? No. I, 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 have, I have a red shirt with a Canadian goose on it says, let that one marinate. And every time I wear it, people that don't know Letter Kenny, they're like, do you cook goose? That's one, that is one of the funniest fucking, because he says it the whole episode. So, like, whenever I'm, like, pissed at somebody, I'll even say when I'm mad at somebody. Like, I'll say something be like, I, I suggest you let that one marinate. I even yep. say it just like that. And they're just you throw like, the butt in the edge. Why, why do you have an accent? It's like, oh. Yeah. All right, second star. My second star, may the force be with you. Oh, gee, yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Dude, that's a great quote. Yeah, There's nothing, know better, it is. There's nothing better than putting my five-year-old to sleep and she goes, Dad. May the force be with you. I think that's like one of the top oh, yeah. like little one-liners that everybody should like just yeah. do it. Just do it, Nike. May the force be with you, Star yeah. Wars. You know what I mean? So okay. There you go. Nostalgia historic purposes. My number one star. Let's see if you can get this one. All right. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The wait, that I don't know if that's the right one. I think it is. Hold on. And the I Lord hold you in the cup of his hand or something like that. May the wind always be on your back and the sun upon your face, and may the winds of destiny carry you aloft to dance with the stars. Well, when you were starting out, that's like an old Irish toast. It was, but it, this is from a movie? Yeah. Um, say it again, please. May the wind always be on your back and the sun upon your face, and may the winds of destiny carry you aloft to dance with the stars. Context, it's a son talking to his father on the phone. I know it's going to be one of those ones like you had with Jaws. I'm like, God damn it, I should have had that. It's Blow. Oh, that's right. Local Boy, Weymouth, Mass. One fucking real movie. George. Georgie. What was his last name? I don't know. I just know him as George. True story. Guys from South Shore, Massachusetts. Great fucking movie. Why is it a crime if I'm just taking plants from over one imaginary <laughs> line to another imaginary yeah. line? Unreal movie. If you haven't seen Blow, I suggest you go do that right now. Blow is a good movie. My number one star. This one is out of this whole list. This is the one you may not get. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Is he does is that in like a funny way? Yeah. I don't know. What is it? Bill Murray and Ghostbusters. Okay. I just love that quote. The class. Here's my honorable mention. I'm just gonna rifle through them because you're gonna get them all, I think. All right. Because these are like all timers. I have, and these are things that people say on the regular in their everyday lives. Okay. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Wizard of Oz? Yep. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Who is that? What is that? Uh, a few good men, Jack Nicholson. Okay. You talking to me? Are you talking to me? Who the fuck says that? Who is it? Rob De Niro, taxi driver. Yeah. You want me? I'll actually I do the voices if you want. I could try. <laughs> you have to ask yourself: Do you feel lucky, or do you punk? <laughs> All right. So I'm definitely it's the wrong one. But when I hear that quote, I think of Major League Back to the Miners because I'm pretty sure they like because they're stole, ripping off the original movie. Yeah. Remember yeah. the the fucking the pitcher says it to the, yeah. uh, the batter. What movie? It's, uh, Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. Okay. The dude of vibes. No idea. You never seen the big Lebowski? 
Uh, that's one of the, the ones that I've seen, but it's been a long time. Since yeah, fair enough. I'll have to give you, I'll give you a little, uh, physical with this. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Gladiator. Russell yeah, Crow. I thought it was Gladiator. And then, uh, only a few more. You're my boy, Blue. Uh, old school. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I just love this one. Because there's no matter... If you're outside the rain with buddies, someone says this. I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for quite some time. I don't know that one. Oh, Caddyshack. When him and the oh, priest okay. are playing through the rain. Uh, this one's rel recent, more recent. I can do this all day when he's getting his ass kicked. Captain America. Uh, not a Captain yeah, America. Yeah, you're not, you're not the superhero guys. No, There's I'm superhero more. guys. I just don't like Captain America. Oh, all right. What I do have is a very set of specific skills. I want to say that's Liam Neeson. Right? Yep. I forget it's the name taken. of the movie. Taken. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So there you go. So yeah, we did pretty good there. All right. So that was, that was our first of three. <laughs> uh, so that, was, that was in relation to the the Zeno Chara quote. And now this is in relation. Go ahead. So this is a relation to Bailey's uh, the Rangers bar now. Um, the Will Smith slap. Yep. So we want to know three current NHLers we'd want a Will Smith and three past NHLers we would want a Will Smith. There you go. Um, all right. I'm just gonna go. You gonna go current or former? I'll do current. Okay. Um, Alex Georgiev on the on the New York Rangers, the backup goalie. I think he sucks. I think he has a piss poor attitude. I might be all wrong. Like I'm not inside the room. That's right. just the vibe he gives off. He has like this fucking smirk. I don't know. He just has that face, you know, punchable face. Yeah. All right. So uh, my third star, David Perron. Oh man, that's a good one. I that, cannot fucking stand him. I don't like the way he plays. I, I was literally, dude. I was at the Blues game the other night. Like last week, and I was telling my buddy how much I hated Perron. Him, and Mar listen. Depending on who they're playing, Marsha Salt's right in that category too. But I like Vegas as a team. I just don't like St. Louis as a team. Fair. Okay, so that's go. a good one. My number two, Jimmy VC. I've never liked Jimmy VC. I always thought he thought he was way too cool. He was one of the guys. Where, the like, Devils now. He's playing for the Devils, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the guys where, like, you ask an NHL player what they would be if they weren't in the NHL, and, like, most of them say, like, a cop or a firefighter. He says he'd work on Wall Street. Like, that's the type of fucking dude he'd be. Um, and, like, ever since I saw that Maple Leafs documentary last year where he was, like, bitching and complaining to the coach and shit, yeah, yeah. very slappable human. I have a tie for number two because if I'm going to bitch slap someone in the NHL, I wanted to send rever – I wanted to have – how do you say that word? Re reparate. Reparate. No, not rep like rever rever <laughs> I wanted to have reverb, but there's reverberations. I have no word? idea. Holy shit. I wanted to echo around the Lee. Okay. I'm gonna step up to two of the big guns. Oh boy. <coughs> My tie for second place, Tom Wilson and Pat Maroon. Oh. I would love to fucking slap the shit out of either one of those fucking assholes. Well, there you go. Just get your wheels pumped right afterwards. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll get the first shot in. Like in uh, Dazed and Confused, right? Everybody breaks up the fights, right? Where's the monster? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good number two. Uh, my number one's Mark Stahl. Still, still hate with the hate with Mark I Stahl. I will hate him till the day I die. That fucking visor's awful. I just, they're, 
Nope. So that, that's my number one. My number one, who I've bitched about him in the past, Nikita fucking Kucherov. Yeah. God, I can't stand him. Very slappable. Such a fucking rat. And he doesn't get called for it. And he's, oh, this fucking just a douche. That's a good one. Probably a great guy, but fuck him. I'm okay with that. Uh, and now past NHL players. Yep. All right. Well, I have an honorable mention for for current Jordan Bennington because he seems to be aching for a fight, so I'll give him one. I have an honorable mention for past. Go ahead. Um, Chris Kunitz. <laughs> you and Whitney. <laughs> I just why why because he rode Crosby's coattails. He was a good player too, though. He shouldn't have been on that Olympic team. Oh, okay. All right. And he, I just, he would always get in scuffles, but he would never fucking really do anything about it. Patrick Hornquist actually would probably be my number one star if I'm really thinking about it. Talk about a dude who never fucking drops a gloves, but will fucking yap and do all sorts of dirty shit. But okay, uh, third star, Steve Ott. Uh, he lit up Matt Zuccarello in a game a few years ago in the playoffs when he's on Montreal, and I'll never forget it. Huge man taking a run at a little guy, thinks he's tough as shit. Steve Ott is also my third star because <laughs> I can't fucking stand him. And I never liked the way he played, but then there was that whole mic'd up thing when he when he knew his fucking face-off stats to the fucking minute. Yeah. And all I could think was, you're that guy that walks out of a fucking pickup skate and you're like, I had a good game. I went three three goals, five assists. Like, you were keeping track of your stats, you fucking loser. Yeah. And that's fucking Steve Ott all over. So I mean, I... I definitely keep track of my stats, but I wouldn't be like parading them around. It's fine. You can keep in. You try. Yeah, it's like coming off and be like, "Oh, my plus minus was out of the room." You know, fuck that. Anyway, my number, my number two star, Lane Vigneault. Uh He technically played in the NHL. Uh, I'll never forgive him for that fucking Ranger Center series. Nope. So I think he wasted an entire year of hockey because he's a fucking idiot, and he just has that arrogant fucking thing about him. He'd be fun to slap. Yeah, he he strikes you as I'm the smartest guy in the room. Everywhere, room, yeah. My number two star is I'm a big. Are you a revenge guy? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. My number two star, Matt fucking Cook. Listen, this fucking scumbag never answered the bell for what he did to Mark Savard. And I'll tell you what, I'll go beyond bitch spot. I'd fight Matt Cook. What do you? What do you mean? He fought Thorin. He didn't really. Yeah, he kind of got down early. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck you, Cook. That's the coolest thing Evander Kane's ever done. So by the transitive property of equality, does that mean Dustin Bufflin would have beat the wheels off of Matt Cook if he ever got a hold of him? I think Dustin Bufflin would beat the wheels off of pretty much anybody he'd want to. Yeah, Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever fought, but a Bufflin-Chara fight would be fucking nails. God, can you imagine? Jesus Christ. Oh, that's a dude. Imagine the linesman. Like, oh, I gotta go fucking break this up. <laughs> you remember open. like when it was the playoffs and he's on the Jets and there'd be so many scrums and he would come and he'd grab one guy with one hand, one guy with the other hand, and literally pull them both down. Yeah. And they were like, What the fuck do we do now? He and then he, and then he'd look at someone in the stands and roll his eyes. <laughs> and he just disappeared. And it's dude, fuck. Has he has he like technically retired yet? I have no idea. 
I don't think God, so. Can you, I know this year they were holding out hope that he might show up, right? Was that this year or last year? I don't know. Hopefully, all these like, fucking pandemic years blur together. Let's fucking fingers crossed that somehow we get a Dustin Bufflin sighting next year because that would be fucking great, dude. Let's what a pickup he would be. Can you, if, can you imagine if a team picked him up at the deadline or some shit or, or like for a playoff push? Yeah, God, he'd have to be in shape. I, I mean, he'd have to like, I don't know. But what like, do you dude, have, what, what, have force, to be in shape? what a fucking force that guy is. What do you have to be in shape? He'd figure it out, man. Dude, like that guy, fourth line, line wing for us. He'd be up there with one of the few people in the, in the NHL where I would like really, really, really want to like have a beer with. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I bet he is cool. I'm sure he is because all he does is go fishing. Yeah, he just hangs out, man, and he fucking drinks and he eats good. Yeah. Sounds pretty fucking good. Um, but your yeah. number two or my uh, my number That's two. My number, that was my number. Okay, I don't know. Oh, I don't know how we got to that. Uh, number one star, Hugh Jessman. We talked about that draft earlier today, two thousand three. The Rangers pretty much could have picked quite literally anybody else in the first round. It would have been a better draft. Uh, oh, I'd love to slap the shit out of that guy. Got blocked by him real early in my Twitter career. His Twitter account was the uh, Hugh Specimen. And I remember, like, my first tweet at him was, Hugh Specimen, what fucking world do you plug? Or, like, something like that. And never. Dude. Oh, man, that could have been fucking franchise changing. Like, literally anybody. Best draft. There will be never never be another draft like that. Probably not. Uh, My number one, because I'm still on the revenge game, all fucking Samuelson. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Yep. If anybody deserves to get the fucking break speed off him, it's that fucking guy. Do you know that him and Neely, have we talked about this? Him and Neely had the same agent? No. They had the same agent at the time, and they weren't a lot, like, he would make sure they weren't even in, they didn't schedule meetings for even the same day. And that fucking chicken dick pussy would fucking get the Boston flu every time the Penguins had to play here, and it would be a healthy scratch. Listen, he was great on the Rangers. Yeah, well, I'm talking about him as a penguin. So there you go. And then my honorable mention is Leo Komarov because fuck him. He always hides behind the refs. Matt Cook was a good one. And oh, I have a father son duo on this as an honorable mention. Who? Claude and uh, Brendan Lemieux. Pep. Pep. Fuck them both. See, it's crazy. I'm gonna have to like keep thinking about this. So I'm sure there's definitely other players that I fucking hated growing up that I just the Mia Culpas next week. Good call, good call. But yeah. I mean, that's an hour and forty minutes of your time. Yeah, that was a. I thought last week was gonna be much longer than this week, and this one went longer. I mean, like, this we go off the rails, it ends up being longer. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> Brownie, what else do you have for the people at home? No, that's it. What do we got? Anything going on? We got uh. We're through almost we're midway through April. Playoffs coming. No, nothing. Just uh God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are, you big glorious bald-headed bastard. All right, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's morning skate. As always.